0: Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Special guest and an actress I coach and I love and adore so much. She's going into her sixth season on The Bay as the character, Leanna Ramos. Please give a warm welcome to wonderful Jade Harlow. Hi, gorgeous. Hey, love. How are you? I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to hang out and I can't wait to you know, tell the world your stories. Oh Lord, I'm
1: thrilled to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: The thing is, I love, I love you, you know, and I'm not gonna like make some kind of pretense. You've been trained for years and and even, you don't really train. You just use me as your third eye, which is very incredible. And you're an incredible actress. And you guys, I just want to tell you, Jay is the real deal. You know why I say that? I say that because you are so incredibly dedicated to the craft, every episode, everything you go in for. You want details and layers.
1: Every time. Yeah. Well, thank you
0: so every, much. Every time. So let's talk about your character on the Bay. And then I want to instill some positive reinforcement to actors. And then I want to talk about your life now in New Zealand and okay. so much stuff. So, okay. How did you start, first of all, or has it been from days of our lives and passions? And are you in this uh, daytime, nighttime soap world, or what's your what? Tell me, I'm just about okay. It.
1: So, um, so when the when the Bay, well, when web series
0: uh, originated, there was only like two
1: of them, and the Bay was one of the first, and nobody really knew what that was. Um, and so you sort of went in and. And it does sort of play in having come from a daytime community because you get word of mouth from people you've worked with before. And it's just like, you're doing what now? What are you doing? Um, And you get referred that way through people who've already been cast for this new show and nobody knew kind of what what it was, but it's like, oh, I've got somebody who'd be perfect for that role. And that's sort of how I found my way onto the show.
0: You found your way to the Bay? That's (laughs) how I found my way to the Bay. Up. So you were doing first, you were on Passions first or Days of Our Lives?
1: I was on Passions when I was a kid. Oh I was 17 when I started Passions. It was my first real job um, was a contract series regular on Passions for NBC.
0: Were you on the show the same time as Jesse Metcalf?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's we so worked funny. together. Yeah, oh, Yeah.
0: That's hilarious because when I first started coaching, he was one of my first clients. Mm-hmm. On for that show. And he would always oh, really? ask what my subtext was. And I was like, Jesse, you're saying your subtext right
1: now. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And that was, that was, I would think the big challenge with this show, especially with the, you know, the group that Jesse and I worked in, we were sort of the, um, the supernatural, we called ourselves the Scooby-Doo crew. Mm. Um, Cause we dealt with all of the supernatural elements and the green screens and the tanks and like, you know, my house being sucked into hell and all kinds of possessions and crazy yeah it was crazy and and so it was just like you have some actors on the show who have no supernatural elements and they're they're sort of in one movie (laughs) and Uh, then you've got our movie over here um and it was like okay how do we sell this serious as a heart attack like this is our reality and instead of mocking it which i think um a lot of people would approach the work that way because it was sort of laughable in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we just accept that this is our reality and work
0: through that? Yeah, that's the only way to do a story and tell a character. You can't mock it. Then you're making a judgment. Right. So third in Passions, how many years were you on that? And then how did you get onto uh, Days of Our Lives? How many years? And then let's talk about the Bay. That you okay. won <laughs> So I'm beyond. So we'll talk about that too. Here we go.
1: Okay. Um, So I was on Passions for about three years. Um, I was working contract and wanted to go down to reoccurring. And when you work for a network show as a series regular, they really want you to re-sign that contract so that the writers can know you're going to be there and how to write for you. Um, They get very insecure if you decide to step down to reoccurring because what if you book this thing or go over here, do this or that. And so... um, I went down to reoccurring and inevitably ended up leaving passions.
0: You asked to go from a series regular to reoccurring so you would have other opportunities. Is that what? Correct.
1: So, so the way it used to work in daytime and it it may still is um, you know, back then they wanted five-year contracts and there were clauses in the contracts like, Oh, I'd be allowed to do um, a guest star on this over there or a movie on this over here. If I wasn't scheduled to be working, but inevitably how it worked out is You'd be scheduled not to work, you'd book something, the Mm -hmm. show would find out. And then it was just like, oh, no, 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 you're working. So it was like consistently, I wasn't allowed to do other work.
0: Um, So, a conflict.
1: Yeah, when my contract expired, I chose not to re sign um, another multiple year contract and instead just go and, and work reoccurring.
0: And then so anyway, we left
1: that show, <laughs> left that show. Yes. And, um, you know, I was young and, you know, when you're young and dumb, you make all sorts of like poor choices in your personal life. Yeah,
0: I don't know if that's a poor choice, whatever your path is. Why is your path a poor choice? It, it's no, not, you know,
1: I think, I think it was, um, I think, you know, when you are young and you are given a big job working contract for network, um, you, you, you feel a certain level of invincibility. Mm. And you seem to think that, you, you look at the job that you have, or I did at 17, 18, 19, and you see this is like, this is just the beginning. This is a springboard. Mm. Um, and so when, when, my, when, I, when for me, passions was no longer my life and, 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 and came to an end for me, I didn't manage my time wisely. I got caught up in sort of the youth I really didn't experience as a teenager on a show. And I let a lot of time go by where I really wasn't taking things seriously. And then when I wanted to get back in and take things seriously, it was a bit of an uphill mountain to climb, uh, to get back saying, into offices.
0: You took some time away, you took a little beat. What, what are you saying, that, what does that mean?
1: Um, so I did, I took some time away. Um, and just sort of like lived what would be the college experience for most people. And, um, yeah, um, I wasn't in college at the time living your youth. Like I did that, but I
0: know that's so very important though. You have to do it.
1: I can see that now, now as an older, you know, like I'm, I'm in my mid late thirties and, uh, I can see that now, but when I was in my mid twenties and trying to break back in, I felt like I had squandered so much valuable time um, Mm. that I wish I hadn't, that I wish I had, you know, really taken it seriously and let my social life just sort of like, you know, not take precedent. And I think that's a mistake a lot of young actors make.
0: I do think that's a good message out there, but there's also balance. So I think that actors that are young actors can be going to college and still having a career and they can still go out. Well, now it's COVID, you can't really do anything. Now's a great time to focus, but prior to that. So everything in balance, maybe. I think it was-
1: that's it, I think, I think you're hundred percent right about that. I think I had lost the balance mm-hmm. and gone too far the other way mm-hmm. um, in a non-structured life. Uh, and so when I wanted to come back, it was, uh, it was a little challenging breaking back in. So I did a few films and um, independent films, which I really had been wanting to do and, and sort of love the environment of film versus being on a television set. And then um, it was like a decade later when the showrunner from Passions had moved over to Days of Our Lives. Wow! Yeah, and uh, and rang me up and was just like, "Hey, do you want to come in and test?"
0: And you made that connection early on, though, and that's what this life in this world is all about—connections. It really is. Yeah, and and you, and you know- years to see that. Of course it does. Of course it does. But for you to have been on passions and then done the path you've done and then get asked to be on that show, you might not have been ready if you didn't live out your exact path that you were doing. So please don't have regret because that's silliness and wasted energy. It really, accept everything that has gone on in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, and then use it and fuel it because how does that help you? It doesn't help you to feel like you missed out on something. No. No,
1: and, and, and I think I think that, you know, now being at the age that I I look at the years that I spent living in regret, and I I think, I think for most all people, the hardest decades they will ever live in their lifetime is is their 20s. Agreed. Girl, I would never go back to my twenties. You know,
0: 100%. you don't know who you are, you don't know what's coming up next, you have expectations, you're not prepared for the rejection, you have everything's extreme. Everything yes. extreme. and the thing about this business is is they expect you in your 20s to know yourself so well inside and out and there's only a couple people that can sustain that at that early age. So everyone out there who's listening, no, explore and have fun for god's sakes. Crazy. Yeah, and
1: it's and it really isn't life and death and you don't realize that until you get to your 30s. Yeah. <laughs> And then you look back and you say, okay, I spent so many years like wishing I had done things differently or wishing I had been more adult when I wasn't really ready to be adult because I was adulting mm-hmm. at, at an earlier age than I should have. And I, um, you know, I, I think you're right when you say um, that those experiences gave me a depth and and, and, and and sort of something to draw on.
0: Of course. The actress that you are without having life experiences you can't you have to and you have to have those feelings about those life experiences so they can feel you in your current you know roles that you play which leads me to the crazy incredible role mm-hmm. that you're playing on the bay so after you did days of our lives you you didn't have to audition for the Bay or they just asked you to be on it? What happened? So it was
1: interesting. I had booked a pilot. <clears throat> I had booked a pilot for someone who was already on the Bay. They were show running another pilot. And uh, I went in and auditioned and, and booked the female lead of that. And the show didn't get picked up. And I was shattered.
0: Whoa.
1: And yeah. And I mean, this was like the role of a lifetime and the show didn't get picked up. And so two days after that heartbreak, I got the call from the showrunner, hey, um, there's another show happening and I think you'd be right for it. I think you should meet that showrunner. And I was like, okay. So he set up the meeting.
0: Did you say, okay? Or did you say, okay, when I crawl and pull myself out of bed? (laughs) It was kind of like, you know, it was, it was
1: fully that it's like, I'm a brave soldier kind of
0: thing. you know, everyone out there who's listening, you're going to have great success. And then you're going to have those letdowns and cry, but move forward. Yeah. But totally cry and get it out one day. And then you've got to move forward. Oh, for sure. Oh,
1: for sure. And even when I, like when I went to my meeting for the Bay, it was like, <laughs> and something happens to actors. I don't know what it is. Like whatever is going on with you for the most part, most actors that are, you know, professional, um, you, I don't care if your leg is broken or you're sick or whatever happened to you, you get into an environment where it's just like, okay, I'm on. And it's just like, you are whatever you need to be for a very small amount of time that you need to be that. That's right. And so I went into this meeting, just all like sass and confidence because, you know, I I, I read the breakdown and I knew what, what they were hunting for and just like sold it and then went home and was like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh okay you weren't crying again over the loss of the other role
1: <laughs> no I, I yeah my focus was now was like hope hope hope
0: yeah 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 and then you got it so and then I got, got it, it. look about this character that you play she is extreme yes yeah,
1: yeah she um so she started out um she was a, a teenager sort of um, damaged, um you know, had lost one parent and, uh, you know, been lied to about our paternity, all the soapy things, um, was deeply addicted to drugs and that led her into prostitution and, um, then was sort of rescued by someone she went to high school with that she never thought saw her. And then a love interest builds there. And most recently, um, that love interest proposed to me and he was a police officer and, um, because I was hunted from my former pimp. I, I accidentally uh, sure. shot him. I,
0: I laugh. I laugh because it's such soap opera extremism. It is. It's all so life and death. But what's about your role is that you have so, you get to pull and use so much emotion. It's not a boring role at all.
1: No, no. And what's been really great about doing that show um, is that you know, I've grown as a woman. I'm a very different person than I was when I first started the show. And, and I think that, you know, Gregory J. Martin, the showrunner of that show, um, takes into consideration the fact that his actors um, are aging and they're, he ages the characters along with their actors. So, you know, when we took a break between a season once, um, he went ahead and just aged everybody up a couple of years. Oh, good. Because the maturity had changed.
0: Yeah, of course. So how is it doing uh, a show like The Bay? Are you handed 50 pages? Does it work a little bit differently than Days of Our Lives? Do you, are you gonna have a lot of material sometimes? Are they gonna hand it to you when you get there? Tell us.
1: Um, so it, it, it is the volume that you would expect on daytime. So um, it doesn't matter what daytime show you do. And, and, and if you wanna talk about daytime stigma, we can talk about it. Yeah. But um, you people- know, you're
0: shooting- actors out there want to know who don't know about it and if they're like looking to move and parlay themselves into the soap opera world which is a steady incredible nine to five job
1: and um, and just to say it you know some of the best work and i know there's a stigma surrounding
0: not so much those, not so much anymore i think that stigma is i and, hope not it's going away
1: they work really really hard and they are very very good and they are given a huge volume of material and a lot of it's exposition and you're reiterating the same things again and again to keep people coming back day to day commercial break to commercial break and so it's a fantastic learning ground
0: um fantastic for memorization for yeah. getting underneath material for throwing mm-hmm. away dialogue but giving it meaning for yes. layering up emotional life within yes. seconds incredible. It's a very, very specific skill to be able to do. And I have, I have a client who was in my, um, Thursday night scene study class. I'm going to say 16 years ago, the very first one or 17 years ago. And he's been starring on days of our lives ever since. What is his name right now? I cannot believe I'm blanking, but as we talk, I'm going to shoot that name out. Jeez.
1: Good, dude, really please, know yes. know him, um, you know
0: him, I'm just... Of course,
1: and and, that, and it's a small community, the daytime community, we all know each other, we've all been around each other for years and years and years, we know each other, but um, it really does operate like a family, and I think that those elements of, like, the volume of material you're shooting in a day, you know, 30 to 60 pages on the bay, it's, you know, an ambitious schedule, it's about 30 pages a day, um, our days... Think, unlike- how do
0: you, what's your process? How do you, if you're handed like three scenes with, you know, so much dialogue, how do you go about learning it and not feeling stressed and being loose and telling the story?
1: I think in the beginning, it's very hard for everybody because you are learning the relationships in the scripts. You're learning the relationships in the history in the dialogue that you're given. So I would say for everybody, you know, the first, um, four episodes that you're going to shoot on a show like that you're still going to be finding your rhythms and your feet and your chemistries and I think once you have that and you've been on a show for more than three episodes you know your character better than anybody knows your character and that volume of material the thoughts that your character would have it feels it starts to feel very natural and like the next reaction that Leanna would have is is right there in front
0: of you it's just spontaneous you don't have to think about that but how do you do if you're handed all that dialogue? Now I know it has to do more about the emotion, but you gotta you gotta tell some of that story. So what tools do you use? Do you write the lines down over and over? You just say them? What is your what is your skill set for that? And advice for actors that are going into many many pages on soap operas?
1: I think it's important to read. Um read, obviously read the entire script, read, um, the scenes that scare you most, whether it's your big monologue or it's your big exposition or it's your big emotional moment. You need to read that scene again and again and again, and not just your part, just the whole of the scene. And then I, for me, it helps if I break it into, um, thoughts first. And so I break it, I break it into thoughts first. I break it into subtext first. Like this is what I, this is what I mean. I'm not going to tell you what I mean sometimes in soaps, you know, and sometimes in any script you will. Um, but we're usually always covering something up, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's my thought process. I hear, and then my mind changes here, and then my tactic is that. And then it, so I memorize that first.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: And then I memorize the attack, which is like, what's my angle? What's my point of view mm. to get them to see my point of view or t- to absorb the situation I'm in. Is like, what are, what are the tactics that, that Leanna is using um, to emotionally absorb these moments beat by beat or be heard beat by beat by beat? Okay. So for me, it starts backwards that way. And then it's like,
0: And then one, the words? And the, yeah, but so how do you get those words to stick? Do you write them over and over? Do you just it's, because you've done the homework and they just flow out of you?
1: It depends, it really depends on the words. I mean, um, you know, and on the moments. So for me, the things that are tougher to memorize is going to be um, exposition where I'm saying, you know, Jacob said to Maddie said to Katie said to such and such. It's like, who said what, you know? Um, So for me, it's like, okay, where did I hear it? How did they know that person? Like I have to mental map the people and the places the nouns all the nouns so like um whether I'm talking about a person or I'm talking about a place I need to stuff that noun with how I feel about that noun
0: or and that'll you. help me there
1: yeah yeah and when it yeah. comes to like legal or medical jargon girl it is like just understanding like the google of it all like googling whatever the medical jargon is and having a thorough understanding of the the, the biomechanics of the body and the situation the body is in or if it's legal jargon having a a very specific understanding of what it is I'm trying to do and what I have within my realm that I can work within legally, and so the terminology starts to be like, okay, here's my intention, here's the terms I need to express my intention, but those things I will have to write down and and sometimes um, if it's written in a way where it feels like that sounds weird, like um
0: You're phonetically out like, for example, I have
1: something I have to shoot coming up on a different show where. Uh, the, there's two words next to each other, hard burn. <laughs> and when you say them, hard burn, it sounds like heartburn,
0: yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
1: So I will think on that. And I, like, how do I get that across without it sounding like it sounds to me like heartburn, you know, like little things like that. And so I'll, I'll think of it different ways and I'll listen to it, you know, audio different ways and be like, okay, that doesn't sound like heartburn. Okay,
0: okay. And then you'll match the thought to it. And then you'll match what the relationship is. So you actually organically work exactly the way that I teach in everything. So you're filling in the blanks. And that's what it's all about. I think that's why I gravitated
1: to you, Sherry, to be honest. I think I finally found somebody who really, um, you know, you cut to the quick. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you're not here to psychoanalyze anybody. And you're not here, like you cut to the quick and it's this and it's that. And it's this and it's that. And like. Thank God for you. And, okay. and you're very modest. When you say my third eye, you're very, very modest. You are a brilliant director and a brilliant coach. Thank you, and uh, you, you've helped me enormously see angles that my intuition missed.
0: Well, that's what I mean by being the third eye, because you can't always see it when you're in it. But I always like people to think outside the box and to think of a choice that nobody else would make and then try it. And then if it works, then for sure use it, but stay in that outside of the box feeling. Cause sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes it's too outside the box cause you have to honor that story, no matter what genre you're in the writer's intent. So yeah, but thank you. I appreciate that compliment. No, very and, to
1: your, and to your point and to your direction, um, you know, sometimes inside the body, it feels like it doesn't work, Yeah. but to the camera and to the director it's working. And so you take the note, you take the adjustment, you give the ask, even though it may feel odd inside, and you trust the people shooting you.
0: Yeah. What happens on set when you're working with somebody, not saying that this ever happened to you, but just if it ever did. No, I'm really sorry. I don't even, we never had this conversation. <laughs> and they're just not giving you, on the soap, in the, on the show, not giving you what you want. Do you just substitute and make it sound like they are? What is the frustration factor? What do you do? Do you talk to them? What is it since it's teamwork? I use it. You use it. I use it. Mm. You aren't going to play with me.
1: I will hand you your own ass. (laughs) You aren't going to play with me. I will make you feel this big. Whether I'm pleading you to forgive me or I'm trying to make you understand, I will take that as an insult because it feels that way. Mm -hmm. And I will the character is insulted too. And now I'm making the same point I was making before with the same emotions I had before, but now I'm a little bit insulted. And mm-hmm. so I use it.
0: I love it. And do you add um, words? Do you, cause you're so, you've been on the show now for six seasons. So can you add a little bit of stuff here? They don't care because it just comes out organically or do you, I read? never,
1: I never surprised the director. I never surprise him. In rehearsal, I think is the good time to like, bring up thoughts and ideas about, you know, what if it was this or what if it was that, you know, sometimes certain lines are written, you know, draft after draft after draft, things get forgotten, like, oh, you're repeating yourself here, little things like that. Um, So I like to, in rehearsal, know my script so well and have my thoughts on potential changes or or suggestions Mm
0: -hmm. that I
1: can propose them gently in rehearsal. I don't like to do it publicly in rehearsal. I, I don't like to s- be on stage and say, well, I think, what if I- Yes,
0: yes, you're smart. You know,
1: I, I like to pull the director aside and have a bit of a whisper and, and just sort of, you know, tell them where my mind's at and accept their feedback, whether they like it or don't like it, or we try it. Or-
0: what is the rehearsal process? Is it just basically one run through, one rehearsal and you're shooting? What so the-
1: I'm very, very lucky on this show because of the cast. Mm. the cast is very, very open to like, hey, man, like I've got some time after lunch or I'm, you know, here a day early. I'm not doing anything. Like, do you want to get together and run it? So we all run it together. So we all come up with something together. And then when we get to the rehearsal process on set, which is usually because it is, you know, not a network production, it's it's more of an independent production, shooting like a film. We shoot on location, soap don't. They shoot on soundstage. Mm -hmm. We're very run and gun. Um, by the time we get to rehearsal, they're sort of checking out our lighting, and there might be some blocking suggestions. But we are—you're ready. We're ready. Yeah. We show up to rehearsal ready. It's not the first. We don't have sides in our hands.
0: Yeah, yeah. you're ready. To, do you think that has to do something with the success of the show? Because it was independent, and who would have thought that it would have been so successful? I think it's the core of the actors that they chose that helped rise it up. Don't you think? I, I think
1: there is this, this unique vibe of like, you know, we're all in the trenches together mm-hmm. and I'm, gonna, I'm here to save you as much as I am to save myself. And we are going to take the hill and we're gonna have a victory and we're gonna do this together. And, and so, yeah, I mean, if, if, I, if there was one thing I could point to that's been consistent the whole time, it's the relationship that we have with each other and how much we wanna do good work for and with each other
0: so so special that just warmed my heart thinking of being in theater and having all those people and you're just in it together and that is the wonderful thing about acting that when you're on a show or in a film or on you know doing theater it is a special family unit that there is a connection that the people in the that are the layman's work they will never have that experience or that connection and actors are lucky for it they really really are Today. I agree
1: I agree so how many
0: um I'm going to jump right to the Emmy nomination how many did you have before you won this year or have you won before I think I have. okay so how many have you won? I
1: before this year I had won three wow. um two as a writer producer where um I you know I was series regular on the show, and. Um, I had become friends with the showrunner and and sort of got bold and said, you know, if I were writing this show, and he sort of, Oh wow. yeah, and he sort of called my bluff. He said, Hey, I will put it in an outline." And I did.
0: And you won so, an Emmy so, for an episode.
1: I I did uh, I did eight episodes.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Of the show, and um and so I won I won as a producer for two seasons, um on on the show, and then. Okay. Uh, I, I was, not this year, but, and not last year. The year before, I was nominated for Best Supporting Actress on the show for the same character and, um, and won for Supporting.
0: And what did you win this year? This year, I won lead. She's so humble about it. And here's the thing. I knew you were going to win because it was COVID. And so it's, <laughs> tell everybody... That you, so you couldn't go to the award show because it's so crazy how you know what we're malleable you have to move with the times but what what was your day what was your what were you doing were you just did you know you won ahead of time was there a box how does that work oh god no I didn't know I won ahead of time I had I had a. <laughs>
1: a I was gifted a very beautiful green nightgown. And I, it was one of those things where I was just like, wow, this is totally something I'd wear on a carpet. Not really, because I'd be totally ridiculed. But, you know, <laughs> in my dream, I would wear this on the red carpet. That's... And yeah, and then that day, I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to wear a nightgown.
0: <laughs> it's COVID. It's the end of the world. You know? So crazy. Okay, so <laughs> you're, w- you're watching the show. So I'm watching the show
1: and, and, you know, we've gotten to know some of the other girls, like, um, you know, we've been up against each other before in other years and, um, we've become sort of friends in an odd way. We don't see each other as competition. It's sort of like, God,
0: your work was awesome. Like amazing. Amazing. It's very
1: much that vibe in that category this past year. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I got sort of, can we cuss on the podcast? You can do whatever you want. I got <laughs> shitty with people. I got <laughs> shitty with people earlier in the day who were texting me and it was like, this is it, you're going to win. And it was uh-huh. just like, shut up. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm nervous. And now you're making me nervous. Yes. And, you know, for me, when people say, you know, oh, it's an honor just to be nominated. For me, it really was. It, and I didn't need anything more than that. But the more people were like, it's yours.
0: You're going to do it. I was just Our like. Our were coming in.
1: All of a sudden, it was just like, well, now when I lose, I'm going to feel awful because <laughs> I'm going to have all you people to be like, sorry, you've been on the wrong horse. Yeah. Um, you know? And then when it happened, I've, my whole body just went numb. My hands went numb. My feet went numb. My face went hot. And I just started sweating. Oh,
0: my God.
1: And it was just
0: it like, it was like I got, a whole shock.
1: Total shock. And I was alone. It was COVID. So I was, I was on my own um you know i didn't have anybody there to like raise a glass and celebrate like oh i was just like when it ended i sort of like closed my laptop nightgown soaked <laughs> in sweat oh and it was just like you know walking around <laughs> my apartment
0: like yeah. oh my <laughs> and that was it and your speech was so you could not tell in your speech what you were feeling except for okay. happiness you could not read anything And, you know, I was so ecstatic because, you know, you deserve it. And any actor who works their ass off, that prepares so much, who wants it, lives it, breathes it, deserves it. And, girl, you are the real deal. So let's get into a little advice that you give to actors out there. Of course, during COVID, but anyway, in the general scheme of things on their mindset and their how to stay on point and keep going, the highs and the lows. Yeah, I,
1: I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned um, as somebody who isn't, or at least hasn't been an, until you know, a big opening in my life, like a big awakening rather in my life, yes. is I, I'm not a natural, I haven't been a naturally positive person. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a big hindrance. I think when you fill your space, with positivity. Um, whether you really feel that way or you're faking it till you make it, I think that's what faking it till you make it is and should be about. It's not that you're some star or some whatever. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to choose to look at this in a positive light. I'm going to choose to be extra, extra kind to people, even though I may not get it back. And I'm going to choose to live every day that way. And, um, And it'll come back or it won't, but I'm gonna make the choice that that's how I'm gonna be. And I wish I had made that choice earlier because there really is a shift that happens.
0: I agree, I've had that shift in my life as well. And my studio is all about the positive path. When you're younger, you're a little bit more critical and you're a little bit more judgy when you break free of that. Wow, the power, the power of positive thinking is huge. And the power that it gives into the universe to others is even bigger. And then you're doing a give back and it feels it, it, it just makes your soul sparkle. Yeah.
1: I think it makes you a better actor too, because mm-hmm. a lot of people get mis they, they misunderstand. Like, I have to be like this emo, dark, depressive, heavy blah, person to be like a serious actor. And it's just like, nope. no, you don't, you no. really don't, you know, you can be, I, I think choosing to look at things in a positive way makes you braver.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and it makes you, you know, you're not, you're living your authentic self with the acknowledgement that you are vulnerable and susceptible to having down days, but you're resilient. You're not gonna
0: let that be your identity. That's right. That's right. And your vulnerability is the power. It just is. It's it's the power. So you can go darker. You can go lighter. But the core of you is open. Your heart muscle is open. And that's where the emotion stays fluid in the work. Yep. OK, so having a positive mindset, what else?
1: Um, you know, I, this is going to sound stupid, but I, I'm going to just save everybody and give them a shortcut. Um, you need to take care of your body. You need to take care of your body because if you don't take care of your body, your mind is going to fall apart. You're going to be insecure. You're not going to sleep well. So you won't be able to memorize and you won't be able to see all the options in the material and the subtext angles. Like you need to take care of your body. You need to eat well. You need to try to be healthy and you need to try to get rest and hydration because this machine, people are like, oh, you are your own product. Okay, yes, but- if this machine isn't running at an optimal level, then you can't compete at an optimal level.
0: Oh, so good. Yes, agreed 1000%. It is the instrument that you play. And if you're not fed well, slept well, surrounded by healthy people, your instrument is going to be, you know, mm, stiff. It's going to hold things, and you want it to be fluid and powerful and strong. Yeah.
1: And people can sense that anxiety in you. I mean, there's a little bit of a cheat now in this world of like Zoom auditions, you know, before going into the room, like, you know, casting, they'll tell you like they can feel when an actor comes in and they're like, you've got this weird energy or this anxious energy. Um, But even in a Zoom, people can still tell.
0: Of course they can, the camera's right on you. The camera goes through your soul. Of course they can, 1000%. Positive energy, keeping good of your instrument, what else during the path of this crazy business? You know,
1: I I, I don't think you should ever stop learning. I don't think you ever know everything there is to know. And I think that includes exposing yourself to as much material as you can out there, whether it's up your alley of what you want to watch or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, there's this weird thing with class where like actors who like get to a certain level, like don't want to admit that they've been to class ever. Or, or whatever I
0: agree because I have so many series regulars in classes I think that's changed I think people want the workout you know you love it and if you love the work
1: you're not going to let somebody tell you when you're allowed to do that you're mm-hmm. going to seek it out and you're going to want to absorb different direction and different angles and let me give that a try let me play with that and so like I, I don't think you should ever say you know what I know everything about all of it and you can put anything in front of me and I'm going to nail it nail it nail it you might but you're not going to be as strong or as limber if you had just been absorbing performances from other people and reading and watching
0: and participating and doing it on a weekly basis and holding yourself accountable of breaking down scripts. Because what happens? You can go, if you're not in classes, you can go months without working. So if you're not working that muscle within months and then you get an appointment, you won't have the clarity as much as when you have the consistency of classes.
1: Yeah, and you get those signs, Sherry. And it's it's like, you get afraid of them. You know, it's like, oh, you have an audition. All of a sudden you're scared. All of a sudden you're like, "Oh, oh, oh my God, right? You're excited, but you're really just nervous because you haven't broken down material in a long time. And so now
0: you've made it a thing. Yes, thing. Instead of if you do that every week, it's not a thing. Yeah. It's an extension of your life because it's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Stay in classes, you guys. You heard it from Jade Harlow.
1: <laughs> it's helpful. I find it helpful. I mean, you know me. I'm a regular. I've been with you for a long time. Yeah. And I've studied with you know, other coaches before, and I've read yes. B- Buddha Hagen, yes. and, you know, yes. like more infor- my mom says information is ammunition.
0: It totally is. It is, if you don't have it, you're at a loss. If you have it, you can compete. You're just on the same page, if not a higher level as everybody else. Before we close out, three pieces of inspiration. I know we're talking about, you know, eating right and all that, but just three little things. Because I do believe that everyone can set their own path and their own goals. It might take actors longer than others to get there, but if you really stay on it and in it to win it, you can, and it will. it is possible. So tell us.
1: You know, I can't point to any one thing or person that's like my source for inspiration. I would say that the incremental improvements that I've made personally, mentally, and emotionally, not career-wise, but within myself, that has inspired me to keep going, keep going on the journey of understanding myself and being my best self and um, seeing those tiny shifts in me where things that used to bother me and send me on a loop coming out of like an appointment where I'm like, I'm in my worry wheel and I'm just, you know, like I can move a little further and further away from that. And so I get inspired to continue the journey because I'm seeing the shifts. Mm. So I think that's one Um, comedy Girl, girl, <laughs> girl. I have to laugh every day. Like it all can't be so fucking heavy.
0: Oh my God, please. Dude, life
1: that way. I have to, like, I get inspired when I see a comic, whether it's in a scripted series or doing stand-up or just like a really funny person in a room. Yeah. Just own the room, own the joke.
0: Yeah. Own it. it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%.
1: And, um, oh man. People who, people who have no reason, they weren't told that they should be an actor. They weren't told like, oh, you're the, you're the prettiest girl in school, or you're the most this, you're the most that. People who you wouldn't expect, who come out of seemingly nowhere and deliver these performances. And you know, it doesn't matter what the world has told them. It doesn't matter how other people saw them, how they saw themselves, got them to where they are. They got, it got them to a place where they're able to be considered for a performance and deliver a performance. And it's from the most unexpected place. And we saw that a couple of years ago with uh, Gabri Sudabe and Precious. Mm. Um, And you see it again and again and again. And it's those actors where I'm like, you know what? Is Isn't nobody has made this easy for you. Mm-hmm. but I but you are Teflon yeah and I admire that deeply and um I, I hope
0: to be saying absorb believe it in yourself. Believe, in yourself. believe in yourself believe in yourself and nobody's opinion matters except for what you think of yourself Jade thank you so much for coming oh, thank on you. love you so much And I will see you in class. I will see you on the bay. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody, stay courteously aggressive. Get out there. Go for your dreams. I love you. I love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.